Hey everyone, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the In Death series of books by JD Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 114B of Podcast in Death. <laughs> and in this podcast, we are going to again. Uh, discuss the um, reviews of uh, Innocent Death because the first time we discussed it, you you couldn't hear it because we didn't record it. Um, so we had a we had a dress rehearsal before the show. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's dress rehearsal. Oh Lord! I mean, so sorry. Honestly, we were only four reviews in. So no, yes. I mean, at least. We didn't get all the way through. Yeah. And- so what I thought we'd do prior to starting the reviews is talk about this question that came up in my head that I was thinking about the other day. And that is, did Magdalena read and or watch the iCove agenda? Absolutely. And, and she 100% did. She 100% <laughs> did. We all feel. Um. She sat in the back of the theater and just quietly seethed as she watched yeah. the movie and thought. And she gave Nadine a one star review. Gave Nadine a one star <laughs> review on her book on Amazon and gave it mm-hmm. a really. She was a really pretentious asshole when she. <laughs> yeah, she wrote one her. of these reviews. I'm serious. <laughs> I think uh, she did. She. She also definitely did the like the ex-girlfriend thing where she basically is just like stalking Rourke so she can like judge him on every aspect of his life because she can't let go of the fact that he's like my bitch. So yeah. Right. Yeah. And she sat there in the movie theater and she thought about how Marlo was so much better looking than Eve. And why is (laughs) Rourke even with Eve? And yeah, how dare he? They should be together. Their story would have made a much better book and a movie. <laughs> All of that. This is canon. <laughs> mm-hmm. head, head canon. We know that that's what happened. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So now that we've talked about that for the second time, now we can start reading reviews <laughs> again. <laughs> I really apologize. We love everybody. reading reviews. You know, I mean, we do. It's one of those things. It happens, and uh, it happens. Sorry, but it's now that we've on. rehearsed these first three reviews, mm-hmm. <laughs> we can do them even better we give the second time. Performances. <laughs> yeah. So, so no pressure. Now I have to no get pressure. this perfect. Yes. <laughs> yes. All okay. Right. Here we go. go. For it. One star. Woo. Okay. Well, I just finished reading my first Nora Roberts novel, Innocent in Death, and I'm thinking it quite probably will be my last. But wait, perhaps I'm being unfair. This was not a Nora Roberts novel. It was a Nora Roberts writing as J.D. Robb novel. Maybe those written under her own name are better. Of course, this book, I'm sure, would appeal to a number of people. Mm. If you like relatively unimaginative stories, peopled by exceedingly attractive, infallibly intelligent, (laughs) tough female cops, 
who are more than willing to have fairly graphic sex with her exceedingly husband exceedingly handsome, infallibly intelligent, obscenely rich, bad guy turned good guy husbands in the middle of a case, both of which incidentally have their vulnerabilities, then this is a book you'd no doubt enjoy. Yes, that's what I like. And this is the book yeah, right. I no doubt enjoy. Like what? Who wouldn't? So fuck you. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's not in the middle of a case. They're at home. They're not. It's well, not he, like he's banging her in the backseat of her fucking They mean in the middle issue. of a case. Like, Apparently, oh, even if you're married, if you're a married couple, you if if she's in the middle of a case, you can't your marriage has to stop until no that case is you. solved. That's right. You can't have sex in the middle of that case. It has <laughs> to be your it. life has to be 100% the case. 100% of the time. How dare you have sex in the middle okay. of a case? Well, people are being killed. How dare you? How dare you? Live your life. <laughs> Mm. I already told you guys that I feel like this person was like turned on hard and they're just pissed off about it. Um, it's possible. Okay, so anyway, go ahead. I'm gonna Sorry, finish the go review. Yes. <laughs> There's still half of the review left. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Personally, ugh. personally, I like mystery crime novels that are more about solving a mystery than they are about what the main characters feel in the throes of passion. But in this case, the sex was much more interesting and intricate than the plot. Or maybe the sex was the plot. I don't know. This novel, in quotes. Quote, unquote. Novel. Quote, unquote, novel. Novel. uh, Should have been reserved for a one-hour episode of CSI Miami. Which, coincidentally, is also peopled by exceedingly attractive, intelligent, exceedingly attractive, infallibly intelligent, two-dimensional characters. Oh, and did I mention that it takes place in the not-so-distant future, with flying cars and a plethora of hip, futuristic jargon? The best thing about this book is that it was picked up for a quarter at the Goodwill, and it did not, and it did kill some time on my breaks at work. However, I think at least at work, I'll go back to reading the latest check stand tabloids. Not one of my more glowing reviews, but under the circumstances, I think I'm being considerate. Mm. Are you, though? No. You just go right ahead and read You called it The Goodwill, so fuck right (laughs) off. The Goodwill. It's not The Goodwill. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's just Goodwill. (laughs) It's just... Go read your tabloids. Go You're read your tabloids. Obviously, it's fine. stupid to understand what a good book if is you, about. If you like reading books about people who are attractive no, and are smart, peopled by people, peopled <laughs> people <laughs> by, <laughs> yeah. Which I no doubt you enjoy that. Fucking hate that. Fuck peopled by. What is that? What even is? Which are peopled oh, by? I, like, I, I don't, I don't believe that they actually that? read. Does anybody in your actual novels? life say that? No, zero people say that. No, yeah, nobody says that. Some, someone proved me wrong because zero <laughs> people say that. Oh, I just watched this that. movie the other day. It was peopled by characters <laughs> who are like nobody says that. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> I could just oh imagine this person like at, at their work, their their coworkers are like, oh gosh, they're gonna talk about him. You know, they're gonna Did he talk about that movie with you? Like, did he say people buy again? That's annoying. Oh my god. It's annoying. <laughs> I wish he'd just Maybe. stop telling us about movies that he's watched because 
It's annoying. Did he say I really people buy? I, don't know. I really think I really think Jen was right. This person was just so distracted by the sex because they were they were turned on and they were turned on. They, yeah. they they just forgot everything else that happened because they were like, "When's oh, the next right. sex scene?" <laughs> that's probably why. That's probably why they thought that it just was happening too much because they were just looking for it. <laughs> they're like they're like I don't know. One second someone was dying and then they were having sex. And then there was, I, they never left the school. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, right in the middle of a case. <gasps> How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> no sex. You're just married. No sex ever. Uh, it would God. be no sex ever because Eve goes from case to case to case. They would never have any right, sex if exactly. they had to wait until they, a case right. ended. Right. So. Ridiculous. Anyway. So this next, <laughs> um, so this next one star review I gave to Jen because yeah. this I were kind of convinced that Jen's at least Jen's alter ego, yeah, wrote this. My alter ego, Jen's alter ego, absolutely yeah. wrote this. And so. let me just say that I did not, just FYI. <laughs> but it is kind of funny because it does kind of sound like me. It sounds like Jen. So <laughs> one star. In what fucking universe is telling your wife she filled a hole another woman left in you romantic? Like what the actual fuck? Especially when that woman is someone who has come back into your life and who you let call you lover, touch you, go to lunch with you when it clearly upsets your wife. Your wife who doesn't even get upset about the fact that you fucked every woman in the city. This woman comes on to you and you not only hide it from your wife, but flat out lie and say nothing happened and that this woman isn't trying to sleep with you. Who, when she comes on to you, you very, very politely turn her down. God forbid you hurt your precious Maggie. You call her fucking Maggie. <laughs> you knew this woman... Went to your wife's office to taunt her. A woman who you have tender, sweet moments in the street with and who you are annoyed that you have to cut your time short with in order to spare your wife's feelings. And through all this, you make your wife feel she is acting like a jealous, overreacting shrew when she's so fucking justified in the way she's feeling. It's constantly shoved in our face that you have a blind spot for this woman. Then, instead of apologizing or fucking groveling, you just tell the story of how much you cared about her, how she hurt you, left a big hole in you and how she just made all these feelings and memories come back. Fucking what? And the absolute <laughs> worst part of this whole thing, Eve acts like a scared little girl, too afraid to do or say anything in case he takes his love away. This is not the Eve Dallas I love. Fuck Rourke. Fuck this book. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, so she's not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. There are some things that I think she took out of context a little bit. I don't think that you know, but yeah, she's not wrong. I mean, but as we said the first time when we did this episode, I mean, um, <laughs> the, I mean, to give this book a one star review is really not, I mean, it was good enough to where it got this kind of a visceral reaction from this person. So I think mm -hmm. it deserves a more stars more than, than that. a one. You don't know but, how reviews work. <laughs> right. I mean, clearly. But, clearly. I mean, we feel for it because we were kind of the same way when we did our review. Yeah. I think we said fuck work a lot. Last we week. sure did. Well, we absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Right. Or said work is a dick. Rourke's a dick. Get your head out of your ass. Right. Dumbass. Dumbass. We said a lot. But you know what? We still love him. We do still. Yes, love we him. do. We still love him. Like, and they're over it now. Because he does redeem himself. 
Yes. Eventually. Eventually he does, yeah. <laughs> Eventually. All right, so next one star <laughs> review. One star. Yeah. I enjoy renting audiobooks from Cracker Barrel for long trips. I'm really picky about the audiobooks I listen to, though, and won't listen to just anything. On this trip, however, I ran across J.D. Robb's Innocent in Death. Knowing that these novels are set in the future, 2060-something, I was intrigued by what police procedures might exist a couple of generations down the road. The books themselves are expensive, even in paperback, and I thought I could tolerate listening to the unabridged book on CD and judge it for a couple of dollars. The story revolves around the death of a school teacher at a private school. Then another one dies. Detective Eve Dallas then has a real stumper ahead of her. Who committed these crimes? One person or two? And what is the motive, especially when one person appears to be the nicest and best teacher in the school? Having a husband who is also the richest guy on the planet and has influence into about every walk of life helps within the crime-solving milieu, too. And I didn't say that any better this time than I did the first time. <laughs> I told you it's fine. We are not pretentious Mil- assholes. Mil- yeah. yeah, why Why are you using this we word? We don't need to worry about it. You go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> to rent CDs <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you got a cracker barrel you ain't fancy sorry stupid fucker <laughs> okay. it's fine how if you go to cracker you. barrel how dare you use a big word you go to cracker do, barrel yeah do not say you rent something from cracker barrel and then try to yeah use these no fancy words it's we fine see if you right like cracker you. barrel but seriously Come yes on. you didn't say what, people what die but still what tone are we going for here? She said Melu. <laughs> Melu. Yeah, Melu. fuck that. Um, Melu. So, Rob, <laughs> a.k.a. Nora Roberts, sprinkles a lot of lingo and terminology into her prose. Oh, does she? Does she use words like Melu? Like, okay. Anyway, does she? Um, stuff that law enforcement might say or kids might say in the future. People don't use cell phones, for example. They use links. Drugs are called zoners. Not all of them. Just one, one, no. one drug. Is one drug is called zoner. Dumbasses. <laughs> um, Eve's pursuit of her vix, victims, killer, seemed needlessly <laughs> obtuse and hyperbolic at times. After a while, I got a little tired of all the confusing theories she developed. Fortunately, though, the killer was not revealed until CD number eight. I hate crime novels that tell you who does what, and then the only person in the dark is the hero. (laughs) And Eve is whiny when it comes to her significant other. Couldn't deal with that much either. I think Rob was trying to show Eve's vulnerable side, but it just comes off as a completely intelligent woman overcome by lunacy to me. I mean, well, she's not not wrong there. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean... um, I would recommend this novel, though. Overall, it was interesting, and the story evolved well, and the police details were interesting enough to maintain my interest. Maybe yours, too. But I'm giving it so, a one-star review. you a one-star? Uh, yes. Yeah. It doesn't make any I sense. Don't, I don't get it. Also, respect her rank. 
Yeah. <laughs> Respect the rank. Jesus. <laughs> Respect the rank. Respect it. Oh my God. That has got to be a shirt. Respect the rank, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> how many times <laughs> how many times in the book do they refer to her as lieutenant Rourke other people fucking put her correct rank in there fuck off respect the rank motherfuckers <laughs> Mr. Cracker Barrel rental <laughs> for the record i do not judge you much if you go to cracker barrel i don't like cracker no, barrel. i've never been to i just think it's barrel, gross but, but it's i got fine. food poisoning there once so pass i don't even think we have <laughs> a cracker barrel pass. around here anymore we might have one in town somewhere but i don't know where it is we have so, one yeah. but it's not very close to me so I'm not ever yeah. going to go there. We, there used to be one over on Alpine, which isn't too far from me, but that one's been gone for years, so I'm not sure. Yeah, we, uh, there's a handful here. But it just seems weird that they would have a rental, a, a audiobook yeah. rental. Who, who unless it was, unless, now, Again, go to the it library. could have been a Cracker Barrel that was connected to a truck stop. That's true. Maybe. They Maybe. They do have those at, like, the TAs mm-hmm. and the pilots and stuff right. where you can rent audiobooks. That's true. Yeah. So maybe that's what it was. Or at least they did 10 years ago. Yeah. No, they still do. Um, oh, yes. Also, can I just say? Sure. A person who clearly is trying to indicate that they read all kinds of crime novels, being unable to follow Eve's confusing theories. <laughs> yeah. I, Nothing in this is confusing. No. All of her theories, she that's that's the whole fucking point. Every single one of her theories, everything that she goes through, that's the whole fucking point. Is like she spells it out so that we can see why she, you know, why she gets to that conclusion. Yeah. That's happens in all the books and it's mm-hmm. very easy to follow. Yeah. And I think I it know. makes it I, uh, and I think it makes it sense that her theories would change as evidence comes in i mean that's that's just a that's given. how it works that's obvious that's yeah how it works. yeah that's how so i don't know why well theories kept changing and i kept getting really confused like really They're very confusing okay. theories you're you were already confused when you rented a book from Pocket <laughs> okay <laughs> just saying <laughs> Not that we're, I mean, if you, if you go to Cracker Barrel yeah. and you like Cracker Barrel, we're I love how we have to give a disclaimer. Like, if you like Cracker Barrel, that's fine. <laughs> but don't write this review on the interwebs, okay? Yeah. Look, if you like Cracker Barrel, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Respect my rank, motherfuckers. Anyway, okay, sorry. Uh- so I have I have read this sentence like four times just now, and it actually doesn't make sense. And they really just wanted to try to sound smart. Mm-hmm. And I call oh, yeah. you out on your bullshit. <laughs> Eve's pursuit of her victims' killers seemed needlessly obtuse and hyperbolic. What are you trying to say? Because you don't make sense, and you actually don't sound smart. Yeah, you sound like an idiot. You know what they sound like? They sound like somebody that was like trying to get a good grade on a paper right. in college. Yes. yes. Through a bunch of big words. That is what this looks like. Mm-hmm. I was like, this yeah. is 
This yeah. is not like, good. They, oh, <laughs> I'm going to use these big words because that'll sound smart and maybe I'll get a better grade. <laughs> yeah. Because and I'm going to go eat at Taco Bell while I write it. Yeah, my opening where barrel. I said I rented this from a Cracker Barrel <laughs> makes me sound stupid. So I'm going to try to redeem myself and sound smart later. Right. Not that... Not that eating at Cracker Barrel is stupid. <laughs> Here's why you sound stupid. Because you could have just gotten it from the library. Well, well yeah, and could and for free. So Yeah. And that's free. So that's actually why you're stupid. Right. But <laughs> yeah, if, you rented it from Cracker Barrel. I mean, for if it was sakes. if it was a thing where it's a Cracker Barrel and and you know, it could be a thing where they had this you can rent it here and then take it back in another place if you're a truck driver then you don't have to take okay. it to this back to the same cracker barrel i don't oh, know i'm okay. just trying to give this person Whatever. the benefit of the doubt i think that's probably what it was but i'm still just gonna judge the fuck out of them because okay. they write sentences <laughs> to throw in like words that. like needlessly obtuse and hyperbolic <laughs> you don't know what you're trying to say and so shut I, up Melu yeah. or whatever that i can't even pronounce and so many yeah. people out there are like you screaming the correct pronunciation at me. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah, we're going to have an entire thread in the Facebook group. Like, this is how you sing it, AJ. I should have asked Susan you know Erickson ahead thank of time. You, because but... I don't yeah, know how to say. We don't know. Yeah. None of us do. Okay. We're all like, what? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we should, should we move on? This one, this yeah. one will be easier for you, Tara this next one yeah this, this is a good one one star great suspense i had a hard time putting it down <laughs> so thanks for the one star review i guess i'm so confused <laughs> why was it a one star review? why is that a one star review i don't know okay so okay <laughs> so we give a patient survey and sometimes people just want to get the fuck out Mm. And they won't read it to notice that, you know, because you're you great on a scale of, you know, yeah, yeah. very, mm-hmm. very bad to very good. That's not exactly. Oh, yeah. Stated. We've got this. We've got and, yeah. Too. Everyone's got it. And so, you yeah. know, sometimes when they're in a hurry to get out, we've gotten them back and they are just like bad all the way down. They're hitting the first <laughs> one. And we're like, I don't think that's what you that's meant what to do. Meant. Right. 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 So. One star and five star don't work the same way. (laughs) (laughs) But that could very well be what it is. Um, I don't think it is. (laughs) But still, it's... (laughs) But, I mean, it could be. Because, I mean, why would you you say great suspense? I had a hard time putting it down. One star. Give it a one star. It does not make any sense. I'm like, why would you put that? Maybe, maybe they, like, okay. Maybe they did it on their phone and their phone was, like, freezing while they were doing it. And you know how sometimes it's just, like glitches yeah you know you, ex- you accidentally like someone's post on facebook yeah. that you didn't want them to know you were stalking them things like that happen yeah. you know i've done that so maybe that's what happened <laughs> yeah maybe I'm, <laughs> I, don't know. I like how we're giving this person more of a, a of the uh more of the benefit, benefit of the of doubt than any of the other reviews well, we've had so far right <laughs> the other reviews have been pretentious yeah yeah yeah, this great. this next one is not going to be any different. <laughs> Two stars. Please allow me to explain my rating. This book is actually one of the best of the series insofar as getting an emotional response. However, it is very difficult for me to read this one because of my own personal tragedy. 
The review rating is based entirely for my benefit, not for what I want the world to think of this book. I do suggest to anyone reading this series to read this book as well. It's actually a great work of fiction. If then don't do a review yeah, for the world to yeah. see in a, in a public place. If it's yeah. not for anyone else's benefit than your own, then put it in your fucking journal. Journal about it. Yeah. You know, why does no one know diary. how reviews work? Like, what? <laughs> this is only for me. Maybe on Goodreads. Yes. Is this one maybe on Goodreads? No. Okay. That yes. may be why. Maybe. Because if it was on Goodreads, I could see that because, you know, because I do that sometimes with my Goodreads where I'm like, oh, I gave that one a whatever because I don't want to read it again or every once in a while. But, but like, I don't but know. I, no, I get, no, I, yeah, it's probably not the best way to go about no, things. No, it isn't. But, but yeah. No, it is. No, it's a good way to go about it if you're saying like, I'm going to give this one the one star because I want to make sure that I know not to read it again because I disliked it. Right. That is, right. that makes sense. Say yeah. giving something a two star review and then saying, I'm only giving it this for my own personal because, but it's not a bad book. It's otherwise a great right. book, yeah. but I'm only giving it a two because it triggered me. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, that doesn't, why do you want to put that out there also? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Because of my own. Like, that's one tragedy. thing. I, I don't that's I yeah. And I that's out there in the everybody world. has their own personal <laughs> tragedies and I get it. But it's like yeah. yeah. Don't don't I get if it's a if it <sighs> triggered you because of your personal tragedy, I'm sorry. But that's something mm -hmm. again, that's something you talk about with your therapist or you put in your journal. <laughs> and you don't exactly. put it online and go like I'm only giving this to you because of my own personal tragedy, but it's otherwise a great book. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Your tragedy has nothing to do with this book. No. It might correct. have triggered you. And I'm sorry, but like, that's not. She didn't write this book about you. You know? Right. Yeah. No, exactly. And it's. Ugh. And why not? Why not just say, like, you know, first of all, great book. It's, it's a three star book or it's a four star book or whatever in general. Mm -hmm. However,. I had a tough time reading it because of my own personal tragedy, but it's a great yeah. book and it deserves a four star, be, you know, because of that. Mm -hmm. I just had a hard time yeah. reading it. Like, why couldn't you do it like that? Like, and not like, yeah, that's a good question. it's a great book, but I'm only giving it two stars because I had a hard time reading it. Like, okay. So dumb. Yeah. I don't know. I, I fully understand if somebody wants to, um, warn people about triggers sure yeah um, <laughs> but make it clear that it's a what the trigger is right because do i mean did she get cheated on or did her kid murder somebody i mean we don't right. know yeah right. we don't know yeah what's it what's or the was trigger? there something else yeah yeah I don't, yeah, I don't. yeah well i and i actually i don't want to know no, no, I don't want to know either, but I'm just saying, why are you bringing us you're into gonna that? write that yeah. review? You need to say, okay, this is why I was triggered. Right. Yeah. Or, because, you know, yeah. some, some people might also be triggered and this is why I'm even mentioning right. it in this review because, you know, this thing happens yeah. and it could trigger people. Right. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, uh, is this next one mine? It's yeah. yours. Okay. Yeah. Two stars. 
Next to Judgment and Death, this is my least favorite Eve Dallas mystery. The killer appears to come completely out of left field, though the identity won't be a surprise to anyone who's seen the bad seed. How Eve gets to figuring it out feels the result of a plot-mandated leap rather than actual detective work. Disagree, but okay. Um, yeah, totally. That's great. Then there's totally. Magdalena Purcell, an ex-girlfriend of Rourke's who's back in town and who Rourke is starting to spend more time with than Eve is comfortable with. In any other series, the subplot might be that the husband is tempted to stray and the wife becomes fearful of that, except that runs counter to basically everything we've been told about Eve's and Rourke's marriage in the previous 23 books. Eve is Rourke's gra. They said that incorrectly, but okay. His great love, his soulmate, the woman he's changed his life to be with. So for him to behave like a potentially cheating spouse just doesn't play any more than Eve's jealousy does. Women have been throwing themselves at Rourke since the start of the series, and Eve's usual reaction is amusement. That's how confident she is that he loves her. Even worse, as seductresses go, Magda's so flaming obvious, Rourke looks like an idiot for not being able to see her coming from the other side of the planet. Since we know Rourke's far from an idiot, this entire subplot just feels like lazy writing. A weak entry in the series I've been happily reading for almost 15 years. Unless you're a J.D. Robb completist, don't bother. Well, first of all, don't tell me what to do. Right. Okay. <laughs> you are not the boss no. of me. I do what I want. Don't bother. I hate when people say don't bother. Like you can't say that for any other person. Yeah, no. you're allowed to have your own opinion, but it's your opinion, so fuck yeah, off. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um also like what I disagree that Rourke being a fucking idiot is lazy writing. It's us seeing this vulnerability of Rourke. Yes, Rourke is a fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot, and she was obvious, and he's oh an god, idiot she's so obvious. Um, but I don't think it's lazy writing. Yeah, every single person knows a. Sorry to say, a dude who like is in love with somebody, and you're like, why does does he not see it? She's being so fucking yeah. obvious. He doesn't see that. Yeah, like we all see it. Yeah, like, right. We all see it, right? She's being obvious, but he's yeah. clearly not seeing it. And even when everybody's yeah. had one oh, yeah. of those situations in their lives, so it's not uncommon for that no, to happen. Not uncommon at all. No. It's not lazy. Yeah. I don't think it's lazy at all. No, no I, I don't either. Think, right. I don't. I just yeah. think she's writing that one little sentence. <laughs> Rourke's an idiot. Magdalene is obvious. The the plot mandated leap. What? Oh yeah, yeah that's bullshit. N- no. Yeah. How is that out of left field? so it's not yeah it's not it's a, not at all well and especially if you go back like and and look mm-hmm. at every step of the investigation you know i mean she's suspecting this one person and then he gets killed well he's not the suspect anymore is he well then right. you know she knows that raylene's mother alika was there in the morning alika and raylene so she's one of the only other people it could be that could have killed this other guy but then she interviews Alika, and it's clear that Alika's not involved. Yeah. So there's only so many other 
suspects that it could be. Mm-hmm. And and you also have to take into consideration that even somebody that killed somebody at that age, you know? Yeah. So she looks at kids differently than other people look at kids. You know, mm-hmm. I think she looked yeah. at Raylene differently than anyone else looked at Raylene. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you didn't kill anyone at eight years old reviewer doesn't mean. Just right. <laughs> Well, and you know, I mean, it doesn't mean that any that none of the clues led to Raylene. Like, and we yeah. just had to take a leap right. because we had to get there some some at some point, and nothing led to that. And we just leapt over there, and all of a sudden, it's Raylene. No, that you know, it makes perfect sense right. how Eve comes to that conclusion, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes oh, yeah. sense to me. But also, so. this whole point that she's making about um, this this thing with magdalena doesn't make sense because we all know that eve is rourke's you know soulmate and that he she's never been jealous before and so why now that doesn't make sense well just because you've never been jealous before doesn't mean you can't be right and besides that it's very well explained why she's jealous this time yeah it's a very different experience it's not really even jealousy right yeah you know, it's insecurity more than anything else. Right. Which we know Eve is insecure, you know, and it's never come up before. She's never been insecure with any yeah. of the other. But she's not with other women, but it's not like she's never been insecure before. Right. Yeah. She certainly yeah. has in their relationship. So I, it's not out of character at all. No, I don't know. I just, a lot of times you read these yeah. books and you're like, why don't people see that? Like, why am I the, right? not me, but yeah. why are we the only ones? Let's see that, you know? I yeah. don't know. Makes no, no sense. But <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Sorry. It does not. So. <laughs> anyway. So, all right, Tara. Oh, it's me it's now. You. Here we go. Two stars. I read this fluff series for relaxation, but do expect a decent mystery and consistency in characterization. With the whodunit apparent halfway through the book, although not by Lieutenant Dallas, and Rourke not recognizing a con setup, come on. Even the author goes to great lengths to explain why her two main characters are blind to what's in front of them. I wasn't buying it. Fluff series. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. What do you... If this is fluff, what do you read? The yeah, what do you read for? What do you read for serious reading? I'm I'm concerned. <laughs> like literally, I I think a fluff is like chiclet, like or right. like Mary Jane Davidson, or which there's nothing wrong with fluff. I am not disparaging fluff. I love some good fluff. fluff. Right. Yeah, yeah. But this is not fluff. Yeah. And if you think this is fluff, I worry about you. You have <laughs> I I am concerned. Like serious issues if you think this is fluff. Right. Because what? I, because it has sex yeah, in it, it's fluff I automatically, so. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. absolute bullshit and we know that. I, but I really want to know what else they read. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm kind of worried about them. Like yeah, they, they definitely have, they have a very like serious mental condition mm-hmm. that needs to be diagnosed and treated <laughs> because I, I'm worried. I don't know. Call us. Call the number if this is you. 
reviewer <laughs> and you know we'll we'll try and get you some help. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have resources, I promise. We'll take care of you. I, I just don't, you know, I mean, the author goes to great lengths to explain why her two main characters are blind to what's in front of them, but I wasn't buying it. Well, sorry. Well, I, it was explained okay. really well, and it makes sense. Yeah, and you're an idiot if you can't understand it. You're an idiot who doesn't know what fluff is, is what the problem is. Yeah. So you really do have some Also problems. that. Mm-hmm. All right. So who's next? Um, Jen. Oh, okay. Go for it, Jen. Okay. Two stars. I like this book, and I am of the opinion that I like two stars. I like this book. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, okay. I'm of the opinion that Nora Roberts writes better as J.D. Robb than she does as Nora Roberts. I certainly found this detective mystery interesting, if a bit simple. It is a series of books about this detective. Okay. The story is supposed to be based in 2060. I'm not sure why the author is trying to project that far into the future. She has no imagination for it. There were no jetpacks for crying out loud. There were no jetpacks for crying out loud. (laughs) How can it be 2060 if there are no jetpacks? It can't be 2060 without jetpacks. Come on, They're going to be so disappointed. You should know this by now. You should know this, Nora. There are no jetpacks. There are no jetpacks. Jesus. <laughs> she calls computers comp units. So what's wrong with using the word computer? Nothing was different in her description of the world they live in. They even use wristwatches as links or phones. Really, I would hope by 2060 there was something more interesting. We meet Detective Eve Dallas. Respect the rank, Respect the rank. Good God. Why is this hard? <laughs> And she investigates the death of a school teacher who seems to be the best thing since sliced bread. So why was he killed? We also meet Eve's husband, Rourke, spelled incorrectly, who seems to be the man with everything, even a past love that comes along to complicate his and Eve's life. I like the murder mystery part of the story, but was not crazy about how Rob wrote about the personal part of Eve's life. Also, the violence between Eve and Rourke are not what I would describe as being sexy. Okay. I mean, maybe they're talking about the punch. Yeah, I think they're talking about the punch. Whatever. But, okay. Rob also has an annoying habit of starting a thought in the middle, like we have all been part of the discussion leading up to that thought. I would say she does not have a very good editor, or maybe no one edits her books anymore. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know either. I, I have no idea. Even though I did like this book, I don't think I will go out of my way to read any more in this series. Okay, so basically, yeah. You... Obviously, this is the only book she's read because, yeah. yeah. She worked really hard to try to, like, not like it. Yeah. Clearly. Like, it was very clear that she didn't want to like it. Well, I mean, as soon as she realized there were no jetpacks, that was that was it. That was like, right. oh, fuck this. <laughs> there are no jetpacks. I gotta go. <laughs> How can this be the future? No jetpacks. There's no jetpacks in the future. I'm out. I'm just going to kill myself because it's not worth living if there's no jetpacks in the future. Unrealistic. Okay. Two stars. Completely. <laughs> Unrealistic. Like, like trying to say that the no. futuristic series is not realistic is fucking killing me. <laughs> what? Honestly. <laughs> there, there are no jetpacks. There's no jetpacks. <laughs> 
There's no jetpacks in baseball. <laughs> what the hell? Um, <laughs> but you know Jesus. what? How do we know there's no jetpacks? Just because she hasn't written it yet. They haven't that needed them so far. Somebody get on the phone with Nora. You need to add jetpacks. You need to add jetpacks. Bad reviews yeah. because yeah. there are no jetpacks. Why did you not write jetpacks, Nora? What the fuck? Do you know you nothing about the future? You better get some jetpacks in your motherfucking books. <laughs> Do you know okay. nothing about the future? <laughs> you don't know anything about the future if you don't have jetpacks. God damn it, Nora. Where are the jetpacks? All these years, we have stuck by you, and we didn't know how you were snowing us. It's not the real future because there weren't jetpacks. It's not the real future. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> I hate when it's not the real future and there are no jetpacks. <laughs> That's not the future I had planned, and therefore it isn't real. I don't think I can read this anymore. <laughs> I can't read this anymore. There's no jetpacks. I, I, my eyes have been opened. I cannot. Sorry, guys. I'm done. I'm out. No more podcasting. Down. I'm no convinced. It's fine. We've, <laughs> I realize I've been host all this. Uh, we're shutting it down. No more Jesus. podcasts because we are done. There's no fucking death Someone finally pointed it out to us how Nora has no done us wrong all these years. <laughs> how stupid we've been. <laughs> No jetpacks. <laughs> Everyone knows there's jetpacks in the future. Everyone knows in the real future. Not the fake future, but this is apparently one. Of okay. <laughs> oh lord. Yeah. Oh good lord. Anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. Anyway, is there anything else we have oh to say God. about this? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, AJ, it's you. Well, at least she didn't AJ, say you. Nora has a ghostwriter. Just that she has, she said, just that That's she true. has a crappy editor. There's no jetpacks. <laughs> Obviously, she doesn't have a jetpacks. Maybe if there was a ghostwriter, ghost yeah, there would be jetpacks. Right? They would know to put yes. some jetpacks up in this motherfucking yep. thing, okay? Obviously. <laughs> Someone would be that, doing that their would, job, right? Be the, you know, as soon as there's jetpacks in one of the books, we're like, oh my God, it's a ghostwriter. Nora would never yep. put jetpacks. I mean, never. Because she's <laughs> terrible. She doesn't know the future. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, that was fun. <laughs> All right. Should I read the next one? Go for it. Two stars. J.D. Robb, or Nora Roberts, is an excellent author. This book was gripping, well-written, fast-paced, and worth four stars. I'm giving it two because of the subject matter. I love murder mysteries, but when the murderer ends up being a child, I have a problem with it. Also, there was quite a bit of sexual content, which was easy to skip over since it wasn't relevant to the story and a bunch of foul language. If murdering youth, sex, and foul language doesn't bother you, then this is the book for you. Again, with this fucking, like, all this stuff that I thought was terrible, um, if you like it, good for you. <laughs> like that shit. I hate that. But I'll- Also, clearly, have you ever read Nora Roberts? 
Oh no, she only uh, she only has sex and swearing in these books. We've already oh, talked yeah. about the, that. These are, There's none yes. of that in her regular books. She's an excellent author, except in these books where she puts sex and swearing. And <clears throat> you know, and also a murderer is the, and, the murderer and a child, is a child murderer. Which, I mean, but if that, if you like how, that, then this is the book for you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you like this? I guess. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, if you're one of those kind of people. Like, who wants to tell her that, that there's sex in Nora's regular books? And also, children can be murderers. Right. But, you know, I mean, again, with these people that are like, this really should be a four-star book. But I'm giving it two stars because I didn't care for the who she had as the murderer or it's got sex yeah. and foul language or but it's well written gripping fast paced yeah. and worth four I mean, stars if it's worth four stars give it fucking four stars give it four stars what's wrong with you jesus fuck. yeah she says fuck. at least twice it's too much <laughs> huh? yeah i don't know how many i should have counted how many did dana could probably tell us how many times she says fuck in this particular book. Dana could tell us. no she she's She's getting, as she listens to this, she's pulling up her spreadsheet <laughs> and about to send it to you. Right. AJ. Yeah. She's, she's yelling out the answer. You right will now. know, you will know when AJ or when you will know when Dana listens to the episode, because you will receive a random email from her that just says the number of fucks <laughs> in the book. That's all it will be. Just the number of fucks. Yeah. You'll get like a mail notification and you'll be like, oh, here's an email from Dana. Oh, it just says 43. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It'd be really funny if this has less than any of the other books. 24. Right. Well, we all know it has less than treachery. Yeah. Definitely know it has less than treachery. <laughs> but <laughs> so. Oh, someone else who doesn't know how reviews work. Okay. 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 Moving We're up. We're at three stars now. All right. This next one. Go for it, Tara. Okay. Three stars. This book plays off the theme of children and motherhood carried over from the last book in which Eve's friend has a baby. I do like how the cases in the series evolve through the books. In this book, a witness who at first glance doesn't deserve a second thought is the killer. Also, Roberts does a great job making the motive fit the criminal. The criminal is smart but immature and everything matches well. Who wants to kill a teacher? A wealthy couple's child was killed. Is one of them guilty? Are they targets? Um, yeah, but it was not what yeah. I was expecting. <laughs> They're rich, but it wasn't a ransom gone wrong or a competitor. It's a creepy sociopath child who keeps a journal and tries and tries to off her mommy. Evil kiddo is a trope I really like. So that's the person. <laughs> That's the person that the other person was talking about from the last review. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> this book is for you, this person. Thank you. Um, and then they kind of get away from that part and they said, Eve's nightmares are pretty wild. Weird. The pretty absolute weird. Oh, weird. It's pretty weird. Yeah, it is weird, but also maybe wild in my brain. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> Eve's nightmares are pretty weird. The absolute best part of this book is Somerset. He's my favorite character by far. In this book, Rourke's awful ex Magdalena is back and trying to worm her slimy way back into a relationship. Never mind, he's married. Somerset is on Eve's side. 
His backstory is his backstory is being revealed slowly. Apparently, he took in Rourke and raised him for a while. Somerset tells Eve to her face that she's rude, but he will take rude over manipulative. Eve is kind of awful to him for no reason, so I'm glad he told her, and I hope at some point she quits calling him names and trying to aggravate him. Oh, come on. You were doing so well. (laughs) (laughs) She will not, because they enjoy that. Somerset is not innocent in this, y'all. No, he is not. he is not. He is not. I don't understand the people that that act like Eve is picking on him. Yes, he did. In fact. He did start it. It's his fault. It's his fault. So this bullshit that Eve is not picking on Somerset. And now he enjoys it. Also, now they both fucking love it. That's like part of their routine. They're off when they don't get to do it. Right. So let it let it grow to what it is. Exactly. Promise. Um, I'm also wondering if this is not the person we were talking about earlier, um, who reads things that are not for fluff, because evil kiddo is a trope I really like. It's kind of terrifying. Just saying. A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They obviously don't think it's fluff. Oh my gosh. So since you said that. This is, this is my jam. That TikTok that I sent you of the mother (laughs) taking her kid back to. What was it? The store? Because the her store. kid really wanted yeah. this thing and it was like this evil doll. That was the creepiest motherfucking thing oh I've my ever God. seen. Yeah, yeah like, I'm going to no. have to go away. We're going to post Nobody's that. buying that. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. But then afterwards, no, the kid it. holding it and the All look right, that she's giving the mom. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's... Yeah. Thieves <laughs> nightmare. If I was that mom, I would be like... Keeping him one eye open. <laughs> For real. For right? That, real. Kid, that kid looked fucking scary. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have to post that. I post a link to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, all right. Yeah, is there anything else we need to say about this? I don't review? think so. Jen? Yeah, I'm coming. I mean, right it's on. a good review. <laughs> just. All right. Three stars. Well, this was chilling. After reading one of these a week ago, I decided to go for another one in my sporadic perusal of this series. I kind of wish I hadn't. It's not a badly done, not by any means. It hits all the notes it needs to. Rourke and Eve's fight over Rourke's old love interest showed up, showing up hit the right notes, and the associated Eve Mira and Eve Somerset scenes were a delight. But the killer is kind of, well, chilling. Not unpredictable. Totally called it early on, as I'm wont to do with these but not really satisfying at all, especially given the swath of destruction left behind. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't agree, so, but... So, yeah. Also, I, yeah. like, I don't really know that a book about murder should be satisfying. <laughs> it's just... Right? Well, I mean, I, I get it, it... I guess... The satisfying books are books where you know why the killer did it, and I don't know. Right. I was gonna say when he catches you know the killer, what? but we she catches it, the killer in every book. So, but in this one, we don't really know why really really did any of this. Saying like, well, I just didn't, I just didn't like my little brother, and I just didn't like that. Right. You know, it's it really isn't that satisfying because we. We we want more than that, but why? Why? You know why? 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, and we all all of our brains are going, why? What what's yeah. going on here? Because what is what is going on in this that little she's girl's evil, head? That, you know that she's evil. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree and disagree with that. I think it was satisfying well, enough. She uh, yeah. is a sociopath, so how Eve catches her is satisfying, so. and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, do you love that part? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm uh, I'm glad uh, Jen's getting this next one too. No, it's you. Oh, I'm, am I getting oh, this next one too? No, it's is you, it me? AJ. Yeah, yeah. It's you. Oh, I mean, strange. I can do this one no, if you want me to. I can no, do two in a row. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just going to channel Jen. No. Uh, <laughs> three stars. This one was really sad at times, but also really crazy and had lots of drama. Rourke made me so freaking angry and he was so hypocritical. It drove me nuts. I'm glad Eve did what she did toward the end. I laughed my ass off. Dumb bastard. <laughs> Dumb bastard. <laughs> That was, that was good Jen channeling. <laughs> well done. Thanks. <laughs> so good job. I mean, yeah. I agree with this person 100 <laughs> percent Yeah. He was really hypocritical. And it did drive all of us nuts. So nuts. Mm-hmm. And he is a oh, dumb bastard. He's such a dumb bastard. Dumb bastard. <laughs> Jesus. Dumb bastard. Ugh. Uh, okay right, here we go three stars my god it's another person who doesn't know how reviews work <laughs> <laughs> i gave it three stars only because i absolutely hated magdalena not how reviews work you were supposed to that's yeah like actually the point of the book that's what made the book good and worthy of four or five stars. Like, we're not we're not reviewing magdalena <laughs> we're reviewing the fucking book <laughs> right exactly uh, sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> i gave it three stars only because i absolutely hated magdalena even the spelling seemed off to me it just like the conniving character rourke was just way too stubborn it took him long enough to finally realize what that woman was doing i mean eve's line i don't believe you'd cheat on me but i'm afraid and i'm sick in my heart that you might look at her then at me and regret Ugh. even somerset knew what magdalena was doing your wife's astute reaction to the manipulations of a clever woman, which you'd real, which you'd recognize if you weren't so hellbent on being right. Right on, Somerset. <laughs> Is it wrong that I just want to pretend that Rourke never had women he cared about? Tongue. What is what is that face? The face with the little tongue sticking out. Um, <laughs> tongue sticking. Yeah, out. Yeah, tongue sticking out face. It's a yeah. tongue sticking um, out. But aside from that, great writing and storytelling as always. But again, you I mean, need to learn yeah. how reviews work. Don't give it three stars. <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> I agree with you, but Jesus, give it three stars. Like, uh, at least give it four. Uh, or yeah. don't say I'm only giving this three stars right. because I hated Magdalena. Just be like, I gave, I hated Magdalena. Okay. And then we're like three stars. So yeah. maybe you liked okay. the book enough, but Fair you're enough. not like excited. That's fine too. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Just always trying to be like, I gave it this review for this reason because I don't know how reviews work. <laughs> if I worked at Amazon and had the ability to edit reviews, I wouldn't edit a single word in reviews <laughs> except for these where I would go in and I would put in parentheses, 
because I don't know how reviews work, <laughs> I gave them. So this is yeah. how I'd get fired. Just go right? comment on all I, of them. Just go down, go, like, go yeah, change the stars on all of them. Just like, nope, this should tell, be a three, a four tell, star review. Tell us you don't know how reviews work without telling us you don't know how reviews work. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, doesn't have enough time, you know. Ain't she got time. Got time to go to Amazon and say, you need to learn how reviews work. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Shit. Next. Okay. Three stars. Being the good librarian that I am. Are you? I thought it would behoove me to read an author oh. I'm constantly cataloging. Nora Roberts. I sort of copped out, though, since I chose her futuristic crime series over her straight romances. And you know what? This book was kind of fun to read, even if it is a formula police procedural. I knock off a star for the seemingly arbitrary time setting of this series. There's really no look into the implication of living in 2060, other than adding some slang terms and the updated technology. And I knock off another star for this Magdalena subplot, which quite frankly bored me. (laughs) And the romance part... I could get highfalutin and say the sex scenes are ludicrous, but they're not any more ludicrous than your average faux poetic literary sex scenes. At least this one doesn't take itself too seriously. On the plus side, though, the last 30 pages really do a nice, if super tidy job of answering key questions, and the final interview between Dallas and the putative killer is sufficiently riveting. Overall, my Nora Roberts experience was a success. One... Perhaps someday I'll try again. We get it. Okay. You're a librarian. So, yeah. We get it. We You're a librarian and you use big words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but also don't do us any favors. Yeah. And you know, highfalutin. You Seriously. She said fucking highfalutin. Really? Really? Wow. Ugh. And, like, get, okay, can I just, can I just, this rant, I, I know I do it just about every time we do a review yeah. the reviews. But if this is your first time reading one of these books, you don't get to complain about the futuristic aspects. Right. Because you don't, mm. you can, every last one of them, it's exactly like this. It's arbitrary. There's no reason for it. Why are they, why is it this way? And it's only just the lingo and the this and the that. And well, no, if you read the series from the beginning, you would know the reason. You would understand what. It's a world being built. It's not you're you're dropping right. into the middle also, of the goddamn you know series. That the series is set in the future. Oh, Every single on one of the books in what? the little like the on the on the jacket or the back, it's it tells you that it's mm-hmm. futuristic. If you don't want to read something futuristic, don't read some, something fucking futuristic. Because guess what? You've never been there. You right. don't actually I just, know. I don't understand why they seem like. I just don't understand why they're surprised right. that it's set well, in the future. It, like, but again, it's like if you if you set a book in like arizona but the plot doesn't have anything to do with how hot arizona is then why are we even putting it in arizona because it has nothing to do with the plot this book could have just as easily happened in you know california or colorado Colorado, you know or utah (laughs) right because that's what the author fucking decided to do like calm down yeah and Nora's like, like you 2060. Know, it, yeah. That works great. It doesn't ha- there doesn't have to be some big reason for it a book to no. be set in a time period or a place. It doesn't that 
Well, maybe Nora would have thought it through better and had some death packs, yeah. and then maybe people would <laughs> understand yeah. better. People are going to okay. be really disappointed because we're moving, you know, no. like it's not actually 2022. It's, you know, 1953 and people's rights don't exist anymore. So, you know, honestly, <laughs> it's not going to be that far. In adv- like, it's really not going to be that advanced in 2060, is it? So jetpacks, maybe no. they're coming in, tw- in 2070. I don't know. Well, but again, even though she doesn't write any jetpacks yet in this series, doesn't mean there aren't jetpacks. Right. Just because she didn't write Could it. you imagine I mean, Eve using a jetpack? They're probably banned from fucking New York City. <laughs> Could, like, no one, no one needs a jetpack in New York City. Exactly. No way would Eve so use why, a jetpack. Like, yeah. No way. She'd be jet like, packs, are you kidding yeah, me with that? Jetpacks in New York City would be really annoying. Yeah. Can you imagine everybody like... Half of New York City trying to fly off in a jetpack, yeah. you know, at any random oh time. Yeah. I'm sure they exist. That would be really fucking yeah. annoying. But not in New York City. They're like, yeah, no, that's not happening. You don't need them no. in New York City in an everyday setting. Like, seriously, what What did, now we're back to that review. Like, what did that person, <laughs> like, wh- how did they, how did they envision jetpacks working <laughs> in a setting like new york city how do they envision that like how i don't even understand like i'm stumped who would have them i don't understand for either. what purpose and again i really do not understand. in a city of you know millions of people mm-hmm. that the streets are crowded all the time to have you know thousands of people at any point in time fire off their jetpack in the middle of a crowd and like fly off would be so annoying and dangerous. Uh, yeah. So why? Yeah. Not, I, not a good plan. I don't know. No. Not at all. Anyway, <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> I digress. Uh, so is the next one mine? I think so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four stars. It's one of the better in-death stories. It cemented Eve's and Rourke's relationship as a unit, where they realized they were better and stronger together than alone. The personal parts also paralleled the murders and at least some of the themes. There's high emotion on both sides. I would have given it five stars, except for one thing. Jesus. The old flame wasn't quite convincing enough. She was written to be over the top, a little too ridiculous to be believable. If she ever successfully scammed anyone, I'm looking at you, Rourke. They deserved it for being too dumb to see that she was waving it in your face. I found myself several times asking, is she for real? And wondered if people would actually ever buy her act in real life. It humanized Rourke, which was probably the point. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) I did lose a little respect for him in this book, though. Frankly, the author spent a lot of time having other people explain what a great grifter the old flame was with the reader ever really seeing it firsthand. The woman was way too obvious and transparent to be a grifter. I think solving the murders was told very well. The pacing was good. The killer revealed the killer reveal wasn't that much of a surprise for the same reason the old flame wasn't believable. Well, at least this one's four stars. So, okay. I mean, if you didn't want to go up five, that's fine. But honestly, like people, again, I mean, we all know those people 
that we think are so transparent and so obvious. And then we look at other people around them and go like, aren't, aren't these people seeing this? Aren't these people aren't seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah. Like, God, I know so many. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We all do. Those people were like, come on, everybody's got to see through this person. Right. Don't they? Like, don't. Right. And it, yeah. it happens. So it's not unrealistic. It does. It's not it unrealistic. It even happens at to all. a smart person like Rourke, mm-hmm. who really is yeah. kind of thinking with his dick. You know? Yeah. And his ego. And, yeah. And his ego. Yeah, exactly. It's mostly yeah. his ego, more I, than anything. Yeah, they're attached. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, basically his ego is directly attached to his dick um yeah but uh well it has to do with you know him maybe trying to prove a point to himself okay yeah yeah you know that he could deal with this person you know like it didn't hurt me maybe maybe trying to prove a point not only to himself but also to magdalena like yeah, this hurt me, but now it doesn't affect me. And now I'm going to prove the point to her that it doesn't affect, that I can have a relationship with this person and not be involved emotionally at all whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Which, which is bullshit. Yeah. Which ended up being kind of bullshit, But. but that's probably why a lot of it was ignored because, you know, he's kind of trying to prove a point to himself because his ego, (laughs) exactly which is directly tied to his dick as we've already said before as we've already established, <laughs> yes. that's our work yep that's our work <laughs> you know it so all right tara okay um four stars innocent in death begins with the death of a teacher for no apparent reason eve is called in to investigate and instantly suspects murder but Eve is thrown a curveball when Rourke's ex shows up unexpectedly and enters their life. Is there going to be trouble in paradise? Spoilers possibly ahead. I love this series, which is old news. What made this book great was the twist Rob put in the book with Rourke's ex popping up and trying to come into his life once again. We got to see another side of Eve as she tries to deal with this latest piece of Rourke's history. I could have kicked Rourke myself a few times throughout the book as he was being entirely too dense when it came to Eve's feelings. I felt like this really added to the storyline and I didn't want to put the book down. In fact, I was less concerned with the murder that Eve was investigating and more concerned about Eve and Rourke's relationship. The characters in these books really make them great and are the reason why this series is still going strong. I always highly recommend the series, but you have to start from the beginning because seeing the characters develop along the way is what makes this series amazing. Bottom line, a must read series in my opinion. Disclosure. I was given a copy of this book from a friend who enjoys this series as much as I do. Cool. Yes, but I don't know that you need to disclose that. Yeah, I was like, I don't. (laughs) a, A lot of people will say I was given this book free from you know the author from the publisher in in exchange for a you know good review or whatever right but you don't have to disclose that your friend gave it to you but it's nice that you did yeah you know thank thank you you. to the friend yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Yeah. Also, credit. she it was on the nice. same page as us. I could have kicked work myself a few times. <laughs> we were like, yes, yes me yep. too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with this review as far as I'm concerned. It's all pretty exactly yeah. right. Good review. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good job, four-star yeah. reviewer. You know, you know how okay. reviews work. <laughs> you know how reviews work. Good job. All right. Four stars. I've been reading Nora Roberts for years and have always loved her work, but had never tried one of her books written under the name J.D. Robb. As soon as I read the cover blurb, I knew it was right up my alley, so I took a day off from my own work to indulge myself with a day of reading. I wasn't disappointed. I couldn't put it down until I'd finished the last page. Set in future day New York, it's a crime drama, murder mystery, romantic suspense, all rolled into one. So loving all those genres, I was pretty sure I'd enjoyed it. I'd enjoy it. With a strong, intelligent heroine and equally interesting and likable hero, it kept me glued to the page. Lieutenant Eve Dallas is on the hunt for the killer of a school teacher. By all accounts, a respectable and well-liked young man with no enemies and a devoted wife. There are more than a few suspects have for her to sort through, all more than capable of doing the deed and with opportunity galore. While trying to solve the crime, Eve has to deal with her emotional turmoil at the reappearance of one of her husband's old girlfriends, a woman who seems determined to continue where they left off. There were a number of secondary characters that I'm sure had appeared earlier in the series, but I wasn't confused by their reappearance. Ms. Roberts does a bang-up job of giving enough information to make them interesting without slowing the pace of the story. I wasn't sure how I'd like the futuristic aspect of the set of the setting, but it was subtle and I actually enjoyed some of the different lingo. I loved the story, even though I guessed who the killer was way too soon. Making that guess only made me more excited to finish and see if I was right. Having said that, there was one scene in the story that totally turned me off. <laughs> Caution, minor spoiler. Oh, boy. <laughs> when Eve walks in on an intimate moment with her husband and its ex-girlfriend, she punches him in the face hard enough to do damage and draw blood even though she knows the truth about what's happening. This is followed by rather violent and steamy sex. The steamy sex was okay, and at any other time would have had me panting for my hubby to come home. But having followed the punch in the face, it turned me off. I mean, come on. If a oh. hero punched the heroine in the face that way, we'd all be up in arms and trying to get a boycott going on the book. As far as I'm concerned, the heroine doing the punching is no different and should not be allowed just because it's maybe in character. I'm sorry, Ms. Roberts, but any punching done by the hero or heroine of a story in the genre of romantic suspense should not be on each other. The scene could have played just as well without that punch. Mm. Well, agree to disagree. Yeah, I don't know if it would have played as well. <laughs> I don't think it would have. No. I mean, I understand what what they're trying to say. I understand that, you know, I mean... Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. So... And, you know, I, but, you know, again, you know, and I know there's people out there that don't like any sort yeah, of punching um, at all. If a guy hits another guy, it's terrible. Well, and, I mean, oh my God, that's a red flag. All He's of those <laughs> reviews we saw that were pissed off that she wrote that scene with Rourke and Lorcan and Cobb, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, did, they punch each other before in the series. Right, not punch each other. I don't other. think he's ever punched. He's, they've gone, but they they fight, they yeah. grapple, and they yeah. They're, they're, I mean, never really. It's usually just in like like sparring yeah. situations. They're very they physical. They're a very like, physical couple. They're very right. physical people. Um, yeah, but I don't think they. I don't think before this they've ever actually like in any sort. And I don't even think she was angry in no. this in that moment. And she tells him she wasn't. It was more. Yeah, 
it was more, you know, it was more to prove a point. Right. So it wasn't like anger no, and violence. Yeah. It was just, I'm going to punch him because what a dumbass, And he yeah. deserves it. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah, again, it's it. fiction. I don't know what that says about me, but whatever. I mean, I can't, I can't be bothered by it too much because I mean, it's, it's a great review and I'm it's so right, happy yeah. that this person knows how reviews work. Well, yes, but read, you know, a, a, an in-depth book for the first time and had this reaction. Yeah. That makes me happy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Especially when from the middle of the series like yes. that, like just picking yeah. it up as yeah. your first one and saying, this is a really mm-hmm. good book other than this one yeah. little thing. And I think, yeah, if I had maybe never read a Nora Roberts or never read a J.D. Robb before reading that, I might be like, um, that might not be okay. But knowing the mm-hmm. history between these two, right? you're like, oh, yeah, that like, totally I don't, makes sense. I mean, I don't so. know. The rest, the it's it's a little like so foxy like you're allowed to be like i don't i don't i don't like that that she punches him okay that's fine i get that but like being like that but if it were the other way around people would be you know rioting about it and i'm like okay but well Mm. probably but it's a different that's a different situation like eve reacting to all of this because you know of who they are and yeah sure if this first one you've read I get it, but this reaction is a bit much. Yeah. It's a bit like yeah. boycotting yeah. the book. Mm, no. No. But it is it is a good review otherwise. Yeah. Hopefully they kept on with the series yeah. and saw that it's not always like yeah. that. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> or it's not ever right. It wasn't like that before and it never I mean that's really yeah, like we said, the only time that she's actually like physically punched him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and he's never punched no. her. No, no, there's. Right. In fact, she's tried to get him to punch her, and she and he's like, "I'm not yeah. gonna hit right. you." Yeah. So yeah, I just. Uh, but to be fair, I don't see how her punching him in the face is really any different than any of the other like physical sparring that they do. It's, it's not. not right. It's not right. Especially if it wasn't done in anger, which, like, like we said, it wasn't. No. It wasn't done with the intention of violence. And I think that's the difference. So. It was done because, hey, he kind of deserved it. And, you know, she was making a point. And he expects that from her. He doesn't expect anything different. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to five-star reviews? Yes. Woo. Oh, yeah. I see why you wanted to read this one. Yeah. (laughs) Just accounting. She's like, I want to make sure to read this one. Okay. Yes, I am. I do kind of like tailor some of these to each one of us. <laughs> um, five stars. This one was one of my favorite books in this series. It's an emotional look at the relationship between Eve and Rourke. From the first book in the series, Rob highlights how couples grow and develop. There's a lot of growth between these two. Every time I read this book, the emotions bubble up. The crime is horrific, especially when we get to the why. The procedural isn't as smooth as normal for Eve because she's dealing with personal issues. Doesn't that happen to all of us when we work and... Okay. Doesn't that happen to all of us when work and home butt heads? How Eve feels so alone because Rourke doesn't see how he hurts her, even if it is unintentional. The secondary characters, although... 
after all of these books, I can't think of them as secondary anymore. Rally around Eve and let her know how Rourke would never hurt her is beautifully done. This is one of the few books that Rourke doesn't read Eve and his righteous indignation makes me want to loving slap him. The Somerset scene with Eve is one of my favorites in the series. I purchased the audiobook to go with the ebook. I love Susan Erickson, the narrator of this audiobook. She does an outstanding job conveying all the emotions. I will listen to this again. <laughs> yes. Also, I just want to, they said, what did they say here that I was like, oh, um, oh, when she said um, the way that the secondary characters rally around Eve and let her know that Rourke would never hurt her is like that, that opinion is absolutely 100%. I'm with her. Like, I love mm-hmm. that, that because we didn't talk about that. And that's because we you know we were focusing on the individual parts of that but the way that like right, Mavis and Somerset and Peabody handle and um Mira they like mm-hmm. it is none of them were yeah. like Rourke is a piece of trash they were right. like no Rourke wouldn't do this but I'm here for you and it's just like right oh it's so good it's so good and I'm so yeah. I'm yeah. like I appreciate them pointing that out because yes I agree so much Yep. Yeah. I would listen to this again. <laughs> we got to get the Susan yeah. Erickson one in. Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay, Tara. Tara. Okay. All right. Five stars. Probably the best and most gut-wrenching book in the series that I've read to date. The murder plot was fantastic, and the personal struggles that Rourke and Eve faced really brought their relationship to a new level. The look, in quotations, literally killed me as much as it did Eve. I admit my stomach was in knots and this story brought me to tears more than once. I've never seen Eve so vulnerable and Rourke such a bloody oblivious ass. This story is some of J.D. Robb's best work and there is no better way to read, experience it than the audio version. Correct. Agreed. (laughs) I mean, really, what what more can you say? I mean, yeah. No, that's... yeah. Exactly. It's a, it's a great like how we reactionary one. Like this is how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right. Yeah. Uh, are we ready? Are we ready? Yeah. Here we go. Five stars. The one with the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this one was, and they've got the mind blown, mind blown emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the one with the bitch. I mean, I love it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah the bitch all right one more five stars totally awesome holy crap what a stunning conclusion of all the cases eve dallas has investigated i'd have to say this is the hardest yet psychologically for eve it starts with a young history teacher's murder and with absolutely no suspects enter an old flame of rourke's who is causing trouble between eve and rourke and then another teacher murdered at the same school just amazing writing. You can actually feel the emotions sparking from Eve and Rourke as they duke it out. I love this series more and more as I read it. J.D. Robb is truly a spectacular author. Yeah. Correct. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Good job, five-star reviewer. Yay. 
So yeah, so those are all the reviews. And fun. Yes. They were fun. (laughs) They were fun. (laughs) Respect the authority, motherfucker. Right? Yeah. Respect the rank. Respect the rank. I mean, seriously. All right, should we go on to podcast business? Let's do it. Yes, we shall. So we got an email from Jeannie Topic. And um, mm-hmm. as we said in our last episode, Jeannie is the one that gave us the idea for the last episode. You know, the, epi- the mm-hmm. episode where we, you know, basically planned even Rourke's wedding. Which I just listened to yesterday and laughed my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty good episode. We were funny. It was we fun. Were funny. Yeah. Yes. Um. Anyway, um, so she write, wrote into us and said, episode 113 convinced me to become a patron. Yay! So along with Yay! this, we have a new patron. Thank you. Thank you, Jeannie, for <laughs> becoming a patron. Thank you. Sorry it took me so long. Not a problem at all. It was refreshing to discuss even work without murder and mayhem, especially following the very disturbing innocent death. For me, the highlight of the episode came with the discussion of even Rourke's dance song. AJ did not have any ideas for a first at first for the song within a few minutes. She said, color my world by Chicago. My husband and I chose that song for our wedding next year. We will be married 50 years. I see this as a good omen for even Rourke. I'm looking forward to the next 113 episodes of podcast and death, especially the live podcast that you three should host from the even Rourke suite at (laughs) in Boonesboro. Believe in you, Jeannie Topic. Uh, I love well, it. Well, thanks, That's Jeannie. So great. Thanks, Jeannie. We have kind of we have talked about going to in Boonesboro. We have, yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about Boonesboro. We talked about New York. We've talked about a couple. But things, doing so. a live episode from the in from the Even Rourke Suite would be kind of funny. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah, that would be super fun. I agree. So we're gonna have to think about you know. Maybe for the two, for the, well, we've already had a two year, three year or four year. We already had our two year, <laughs> four year, four year. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Cause it's going to take us another couple of years to get through the rest of these books. Yeah. But oh, um, yeah. yeah, so that's definitely something we're looking into. Um, is there anything else? Any, anybody else have anything? Uh, um, well, we have a new member in the Facebook group, Dinah Honey. Oh yeah, she's yep. she's uh, commented she's, a few times. Yeah, is she, she um, is she is it Dinah or is it Dina? I'm assuming Dinah. Dina's usually with E's. It's D I N A. Yeah. Let us know. So. <laughs> yeah, let us know. If we want to say I'm right. Yeah. Yes, we want to say it the right. person so I've ever known named Dina spelled it D I N A. That's why I. Asked. Oh, okay. Because all the Dinos I've known have been D E E. Yeah, that, yeah, both make sense. Mm-hmm. So. so, okay. So she gave us a nice little comment. She said, "In past shows of review the reviews, a couple of things have struck me. One, too much sex. First, never. Duh. And if you're a Nora reader, you already know what to expect. So that's just silly." Maybe because they're a loving couple and you're reading 50 plus books with with the same characters. They think too much sex. Found that one to be weird. 
I think the way it's peppered in between cases and life events and the fact that even Rourke have the most irregular of sleep and bedtime patterns, the reconnection can happen at any time, day or night. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Second, some people have said they don't see a reason for the ID series to be set in the future. Why not? It's like saying, why did Isaac Asimov write sci-fi? Personally, I know that it's set just far enough in the future for new and improved gadgets, medical technology, way improved, etc. But not so far that things aren't the same. I hope Nora never runs out of even work. Counting down to seven to September 6th. We've also got a new um, listener, Maureen Lee. And um, okay. she uh, sent a, a message on Instagram and she says, loving the podcast, still playing catch up. As I was out slogging through 16 miles today and listening to back episodes, I wondered, does Nora ever explain how even Rourke are able to run four to five minute miles when escaping the iCove labs? There are other instances when I calculate their speed and wonder why they don't go out for the Olympics. Thanks. <laughs> and I said, yeah, also the ability to go up the Statue of Liberty in under three minutes or under right. five minutes and back down in under two. They're both just a little superhuman. Yeah, we did for sure. <laughs> so, um, but she also commented on one of our um, posts, and her comment was really interesting. Um, so, her comment was, "I've listened to several episodes today. Question: Does anyone ever discuss why no one uses DNA programs in the book to find hidden relatives? Like when Rourke went down a deep hole in Portrait, wouldn't he have been able to easily find relatives?" No, I answered this, hmm. but um, I'm interested to hear you guys' uh, take on this question. Does he want that? <laughs> well, I think she's thinking like DNA in general, like why haven't they used it more in these books since it's clearly a thing that you can do now? And I mean, the short answer is that it really wasn't a thing right. um, at the time Nora wrote Portrait. I mean, we were just the, um, I think law enforcement was just starting to use it, but mm -hmm. we, we weren't, you know, ancestry DNA wasn't a thing yet a thing. At, at that time period mm -hmm. where people no. were sending in their own DNA and having it looked at and then matching right. it with other people. So that's, that's the obvious answer that just wasn't on Nora's yeah. radar. Right. So my non-obvious answer for her was i suppose you could argue that rourke would never have allowed his dna to be in any kind of database and if for any reason it was he would have wiped that info yeah i can see that too um and i said as yeah. for eve i guess the authorities might have looked into her dna but right now like i'm i'm saying at, at the moment in our world today, there needs mm -hmm. to be a good enough reason for that so that a judge would sign off because a judge has to sign off if you if you bring mm -hmm. somebody into the system and want to right. test their DNA to see if they have any living relatives out there. Well, that too, um, I, you know, she there's no record of her birth. Well, well, yeah, but she wasn't. Oh, you're looking for relatives. Right. Is what you're saying. Right. Got yeah. It. Okay. Um, so right now, so, if you have somebody that you, if you have a kid that's missing and they don't, or, or they come up right. and you're trying to look for other, you know, you have to right. get a judge to sign off and there has to be a good reason why right. you would need that for a judge to sign off today. 
And um, yeah. so my my thing was perhaps the CPS office that took her took charge of Eve just didn't bother. Yeah, which wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. So because the system sucks, it does suck. You know, the other mm-hmm. the other thing you could say is we've we've mentioned several times on the show, and that is that, you know, I mean, in this series, we've gone through this gigantic war. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's kind of been our excuse for a lot of the stuff. But well, yeah, I mean, because I, <laughs> right no, and it works. It works. Great. I mean, that's I would great think canon and yeah, that in a in a war where it's like global and whatnot. There would be mm-hmm. a lot of factions who would want to erase information mm-hmm. online, you know, yeah. right. erase databases yeah. and erase. Right yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So it, it could be that somebody decided, like, I, I can imagine that there's some, you know, yeah. uh, doomsday prepper out there who's like, you know, don't, in, nobody should be, nobody's DNA should be available the government shouldn't oh, be. Oh, a- there's already people. It's not even doomsday preppers. There's a lot of people out there that are like, it's dangerous to put your yeah. DNA in those. And so I can just imagine that somebody like that. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine somebody like that would be like, you know, wipe that yeah, whole nope. system. Yep. Yeah. So, you know. Oh. Yeah. Because people suck. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> people they suck do. so much. They suck. People suck hard. They're the worst. <laughs> so, but it's it really is an interesting question, though. Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah. thanks, Maureen, for yeah, thanks for that. Question. Yeah, that is fascinating. Yeah. It's... Um, and I think that's that's really all I've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think well, that's it. I think, I think I that's all we got. Anything. Sorry for you know. Oh, you <laughs> start over again for this it's all good episode, but we, yeah. we made good time anyway we we're great we did make good time anyway yeah look at yeah. us we're rock stars even. we are yeah yeah so um we don't know what we're gonna do next week we'll nope, come up no with idea. something and um nope. you'll know when we know <laughs> or shortly thereafter <laughs> we know. um if you want to suggest a topic you can do that by mm-hmm. finding us on any of our social medias just go to any of the major social media platforms and search for podcast death you should be there mm-hmm. for just about all of them you know we have a yeah. facebook group that you can join if you're on facebook mm-hmm. that is very active and there's a lot of very active discussions going on there talk about hot dogs and a lot of hot dogs discussions about hot dogs bologna. Um, but there's also good <laughs> discussions there's about other things as well really good um, yes or you can uh, go to our website and there's a form there that you can fill out to send us an email. Or you can just email us at show at podcastanddeath.com. Or you can call the number. The number is 205-476-2753. And that spells out 2054-ROARCH. And I think that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. Cool. So for yeah. Podcast and Death, this is AJ. I'm Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, 
Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at PodcastInDeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROARCH. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.